Hi, and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm David Harvey. I'm a Senior Investment Analyst at Wealth Within. This week I'm wanting to talk to you about gold. What do you know about gold? I suppose gold has been around for 10,000 years, I guess, or longer. But uh, in terms of, I, I guess, the, the context that we talk about it is in terms of our, uh, the current economic climate or our investing climate. And uh, the thing is that gold has been used as a means of money for many years. And until recent times, was used, there used to be a gold standard, which meant that, that reserve banks had to hold a certain amount of gold in their stocks. And uh, I guess some time ago, not in too distant uh, past, that uh, what they decided was that that didn't give people enough credit. And by credit, I mean uh, money. And so what they did was that they relaxed the gold standard. And so then that meant then that they could, against every dollar they held in the a bank account, uh, that they could then actually lend out, say, $10. And as uh, time's gone by, that sort of ratio has, has expanded. And hence, I think that this has been a bit of a contribution to where we are now with this global financial crisis, is that it takes generally, it seems, about 20 years for that sort of uh, thinking to work its way through. So at the start of the cycle, everyone's super conservative. You have to have a lot of money in the bank before you can get a loan. And then by about 15 years out, the banks are falling over themselves to try and give you dollars. And then uh, five years after that, everyone goes broke. Or the banks think it into trouble, they have to be bailed out, and uh, the governments have to start printing money again. So I know they say there's nothing new under the sun, and I guess that's that's uh, what happens. But every time it happens that someone says that, well, we'll fix it all up so it will never, ever happen again, and we're hearing those sort of stories right now. But anyway, that's a bit of an aside to what um, I'm wanting to talk to you about. So with gold... I guess that um, a couple of reasons why you might want to hold on to it, and I guess that you're sort of having a bit of a think yourself just now, but one of the reasons is that it can act as a safe haven, and that is, say, during the an economic crisis, as we've had over the last couple of years, and what it does that even if we might have a deflationary environment, and we haven't seen that just yet, and hopefully we don't, uh, but nonetheless that uh, deflation is opposite to inflation where uh, prices are driven down. I think we might have just a, a slight amount of deflation around the world at the moment, but hopefully um, uh, that'll pick up over the next year. So what happens there is that gold connectors, uh, if you've got gold, that you can actually then protect your wealth because it's not going to go down like the share market has, for example. It'll hold its value, generally speaking, a little bit better than um, than the than the stocks and shares. But still, nonetheless, you still have to be sensitive to uh, to timing it, just as you would with a stock. The other thing is that once you then move into, say, an inflationary environment, and that might actually happen uh, over the next few years, and the reason for that is because the rapid rate at which um, reserve or central banks around the world have been printing money, and so that means that there's more money there, they've actually cranked up the liquidity, and if they overdo it, then we end up with um, inflation, and hopefully we don't end up like it was uh, in Germany in the 30s where they had hyperinflation, and uh, that is just an absolute disaster. Uh, where hyperinflation means that things are going up every day and uh, it's very difficult to control and people lose confidence in the uh, currency and so therefore it, it gets worse and worse and moves more rapidly. But anyway, that um, the point I was making a little bit earlier, so that, that is the reason why um, you'd want to hold on to gold. Uh, but nonetheless, as I was referring to just a little bit earlier, that uh, over the last decade, the many investors have actually wanted to put their money into paper paper currency like the US dollar than gold. And uh, that was because they could actually get, they could see that they could get more leverage out of that. But uh, nonetheless, that 
what we're seeing right now, while people have actually been wanting to, they've seen the US dollar as king over, say, the last 10 years. Uh, but what people are starting to see around the world is that maybe the US economy could be in a little bit of bother at the moment. And uh, if it's in a bit of bother, what do you think might happen? It might be then that people might then start to desert the, the US dollar. Although I suppose that the way that it runs at the moment is that places like China and some places in, uh, in Asia, other places in Asia, are holding so much US dollars that they just um, will do whatever they can to actually protect the US currency. So there's a, at the moment, it'll be quite a, a slow process because everyone's trying to protect the US dollar to make sure it doesn't fall over because once it falls over, economies like uh, China uh, would actually be, be very well hurt by that sort of a, a process. So they're going to do their best to make sure it doesn't fall over. But nonetheless, there is always the possibility that if the world does want to move away from the US dollar, that gold would uh, be a likely beneficiary in that scenario. So what I'm saying there is that if there's a move away from the US dollar, gold will be a likely beneficiary. And what I'm talking about there is that because the the gold is or gold futures are actually priced in US dollars, if the if there's a run on US currency, well then that that becomes devalued, and therefore um, there are there are more US dollars required to support an ounce of uh, an ounce of gold. So in some ways that it might appear that you've got a, a lot more benefit from it, but the key thing there is that you're actually protecting the the value of your of your wealth through having the gold. I don't know whether m- many of you have taken much notice, but the the gold futures price has been moving sideways the last six months. And that's been a bit of a surprise, really. I, I had been expecting that the gold might have um, fallen away a bit more than it has, but uh, it's been uh, quite resilient, although it hasn't got on with either falling and therefore proving where it needs to be before it moves up. But nonetheless, that um, it hasn't been behaving itself in terms of its cycles, because generally gold is a very cyclical stock and you can uh, work with it quite easily. But the last six months has been very, very tricky. But nonetheless, that even though I've been expecting it to pull back, that uh, I do have a, an overall, I've got a, the long-term bias is bullish, um, and particularly the world markets, particularly as the world markets become more stable. But anyway, the uh, the next thing I'd like to talk to you about is that, so that, that covers off on the, the where the, where the gold price is going. I've got an overall bullish bias, but at the moment I'm, I'm thinking that in the short term it might have to pull back uh, before it gets on with that uh, long-term run. Looking to China, and China is always important, isn't it, in terms of uh, a lot of these things, and, and we've been looking to China for our resource stocks like BHP and Rio, but also um, our gold miners might be interested in what is happening in China. And what China is looking to do at the moment is uh, it's rumoured to be wanting to move its um, gold reserves from 600 tonnes to 4,000 tonnes so it can diversify away from paper currency. And that means then that if they're pushing to 4,000 tonnes, that that's a lot of uh, gold order that needs to be filled and therefore our gold miners should uh, benefit from that just in a supply and demand type uh, equation. And finally, what I'd like to do is just to uh, talk to you about how you might get exposure to gold. It's all very well to talk about what gold is and where it's been, what might happen over the next little while. But what's the best way to get exposure to gold? And there are probably three ways of doing it. And I think the first one is actually to just to buy bullion or gold coins and that sort of thing. And uh, that's probably a more conservative way of doing it because while it's in that in that mode, it might actually cost you to store it. But the but the bottom line is that it's actually going to hold its value over time. The next approach is that you might want to buy gold certificates, but we don't recommend this because what happens there is that often financial institutions might have 
say, for example, a million dollars worth of gold, and uh, what they would do then is to write certificates perhaps for $10 million worth of gold. And so that means that if in the future there becomes some run on gold, you're going to find it very difficult to redeem the value that you thought you had in that gold bar. The best way to do it is if you're going to buy gold is to buy is to get the, the lump of gold in your hand and put it in a uh, safe deposit box or uh, store it in a vault at a bank so that when you need it, go down the bank, draw it out, and you know it's going to be there. So that's the best way if you're going to, if you're going to go down that path. But the other way that you can get exposure to gold is by buying gold stocks. And uh, therefore, you might then be looking at some of the bigger gold miners like Lahir or Newcrest or something like that. And the reason for doing that is that you can actually leverage your exposure to gold by doing it that way. And so that's probably not a bad way to do it. The other thing is that you can, uh, you can track it by your, using your charts and uh, get in at the right time and get out at the right time. So that's just another way of being able to do it. But, um, but perhaps gold might come into its own over the next year as we, we really don't know how the world economies are going to, going to uh, pan out over this little while. So just keep your eye on that. Anyway, that's, uh, I thought I'd just leave those thoughts with you and I hope you have a great week. This is David Harvey signing off from Talking Wealth. I look forward to catching you next time. 